Welcome back to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. On this episode, Dr. Katie Buds joins us to share her experience as a pre-PT and SPT. She shares with us what life was like as a student athlete and a pre-PT. She also reflects on how taking a gap year strengthened her applications, how she chose her ideal PT school, and why never giving up on your purpose and your calling in life is so important. Enjoy. This episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast is brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is not just coaching, it's not just an online course, it's not a feel-good group, and it's definitely not your guidance counselor just giving you a few tips and sending you on it. This is a proven system that helps Pre-PT students just like you get accepted into PT school without wasting time or money. The Accepted System has achieved acceptance for students with above and below 3.0 GPAs. Our system trains pre-PTs to think differently so that they can ultimately fulfill their dreams of becoming doctors of physical therapy despite their fears, low grades, and uncertainty of the future. The Accepted System is a do-it-with-you six-week program that teaches you our Accepted System method. To learn more, visit us at www.preptgrind.com and click I need to know more under the accepted system. We hope to help you achieve your dreams of getting into physical therapy school. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we help you decide, prepare, and transform yourself into becoming not just the best PT student that you can be, but the best future physical therapist. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Dr. Katie Buds. Katie is currently a physical therapist in the Chicagoland area and the founder of Give and Go Physio. Katie, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Ben, and the whole Pre-PT Grind uh, team. You guys are doing really great stuff, so I'm honored to be here. Awesome. So let's start off with this. Um, how did you discover do the physical therapy, Katie? Yeah, so um, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I uh, grew up in Chicago. Uh, went to high school and uh, college all in the Chicago area. Um, knew I wanted to be in healthcare somewhere. Um, started off going to undergrad at Dominican University, um, a small Division three school where I uh, played basketball. And I started off majoring in nutrition and dietetics. You know, I thought I wanted to be a dietitian. Um, things with that soon changed. I realized there's not a lot of jobs for dietitians out there, especially if you want to work like in a clinical environment. Um, and not do so much of like the community-based stuff. Um, so I changed that and then I decided, oh, oh I wanna do nursing, um, just so I could be in a hospital every day and do patient care, right? Um, so that was my goal. I graduated with a um, bachelor's degree in natural sciences, which is basically um, a basic science degree. Um, and I was enrolled in a master's in nursing program at Rush University here in Chicago. Uh, um, so I was ready to go with that. Um, but then everything changed during my senior year of college, about three-fourths of the way through as, you know, getting pretty close to graduation, um, playing basketball, and I ended up tearing my ACL um, halfway through my senior season. 
uh, went through nine, 10, 11 months of physical therapy. And through that experience, I looked at it and I said, wow, like, I really like this physical therapy thing and um, ended up telling myself I can't see myself doing anything else. Uh, so I dropped everything, you know, resigned from the nursing program and started my journey towards physical therapy school. But basically, um, my background and I knew I wanted to be in healthcare somewhere. And then I finally found that little niche of, you know, what really excites me in healthcare and that's physical therapy. Awesome. So I guess like what, what about physical therapy appealed to you? What were some aspects of it that kind of got you excited about it? Yeah. So, you know, I was an athlete growing up. Uh, I played three sports in high school, played basketball in college. And it's crazy to me looking back because I had no idea what a physical therapist was or what a physical therapist did. Um, you know, I had had little injuries here and there. I had seen our athletic trainer, but I never was even introduced to the physical therapy profession, which is crazy to me because physical therapists can, you know, help athletes so much, not just when they have injuries, but for like injury prevention kind of things um, in sports performance. And there's just a lot of different realms um, where we can, as physical therapists, reach athletes. Um, so that was like a big wake up call to me. And that's something that I'm passionate about in my career now is just educating people on what the profession is and all the opportunity that's in it, A, for people who are athletes and um, want to stay involved in the athletic field and are interested in healthcare. Um, and then also to reach, you know, the people, the community and educate them on, you know, what a physical therapist does and how they can help, you know, athletes and non-athletes alike. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess going along that route of student athlete, what was it like being a student athlete and still like taking care of everything and applying to PT school, like keeping your GPA up, focusing on your GRE, mm -hmm. um, getting your letters of recommendation and all that fun stuff, your observation hours. What was it like getting all that done while you were still a student athlete at Dominican? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I took a little bit of a different route um, just because I was a late applicant. Um, you know, it was the end of the semester when I really like made that decision of switching from nursing to physical therapy. Um, so basically I went through all of undergrad, um, taking all the classes that were required for nursing school. And the good thing about that was that a lot of those courses are your baseline science courses, right? And so a lot of that translated into the prerequisites for physical therapy school. So I already had the basics of those. Um, but there were classes that I avoided during undergrad that all of a sudden showed up on those prereq lists, right? Um, you know, so I had to end up taking a year off um, after I graduated from Dominican University in undergrad um, to take a few more prerequisites. And then that also gave me the opportunity to work as a physical therapy technician and learn more about the field in outpatient orthopedics, you know, start making connections with physical therapists in my area, do all those shadowing hours and all of that. Um, so, you know, sometimes people feel like it's a bad thing that they can't start applying like right after they graduate undergrad, but I, I think that's okay. You know, if you need the extra year to really, A, figure out if physical therapy is right for you, you know, get in a clinic, get a job as a physical therapy aide or a tech, um, just to get that experience. And then you're, you have constant, like, access to a physical therapist to ask them all the questions that you have and you get to see their day-to-day -day life. Um, so that's something that I would accentuate for students and pre-PTs who are interested in physical therapy um, is don't be afraid to like take 
your time if you need it. You know, I took that year off. I took physics and calculus um, at my local community college because I avoided those like the plague in undergrad, right? Um, and those weren't required for nursing school. So I was like, why would I take those sort of courses if I didn't need to? Um, but that like transition to taking that year off, and I think that year off was like really good for me as both an applicant and to like figure out what my life goals and my career goals were. Yeah, I think a lot of pre-PTs, I mean, a lot of the pre-PTs that were part of our group and the acceptance system took that, took that gap year, um, mainly because their GPA was lower and they needed to retake classes. Um, yeah. But like, even like our, our friend Sarah, you know, she took a gap year and just worked as a technician. Sure. Um, she had a good enough GPA. She was fine um, with applying, but that gap year really helped her gain connections. Um, and she worked as a tech for the full year and like really experienced in the clinic. And like, you can ask her, like she says, like, yeah, I mean, that helped her a ton and figuring out that, you know, this is actually what she wants to do. And she didn't have any of that doubt going into PT school. So there's no harm in waiting an extra year, um, especially if you're gaining experience in the clinic. Like I work as a technician right now and like the experience just being in the environment of a, a solid physical therapy clinic with good therapists um, that prioritize the right things. Um, it's like, it's beyond valuable. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you can make more connections early on as a pre-PT um, with the physical therapists that are setting the bar high um, in the PT world, and those are the people that, you know, are putting themselves out there on you know, platforms like social media and are speaking up about issues in physical therapy, their opinions and, uh, and just reaching the public and PT students and pre-PTs. Um, and so those are the people that are really like leaders in the field. So if you can connect with them, um, you're already gonna be way ahead of the game, just experience wise, you know, having that resource to ask questions and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So what was applying to PT school like for you? Like what was your, what did your application look like and what schools did you look at? Yeah, so um, I would probably do a few things differently if uh, I could have went back and did it all over again. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because I talked to my advisors at school and I didn't have like a great resource like the pre-PT grind and all of you. Um, to really ask questions and figure out like, how am I supposed to apply? What is important? What is not important? Um, those sorts of things. So I was basically like the advice that I was given um, was that it's really hard to get into PT school. So what, what you need to do is apply to as many schools as you can. Um, and then you'll eventually at least get into one or get waitlisted into a few, right? Um, so that's what I did. I applied to 10 different PT schools which is a pretty hefty list, right? Yeah. Um, and it cost me a lot of money, and it took me a lot of time to figure out what each PT school was looking for, because each application has, like, their own, um, you know, essay questions and additional things that you need to get, right, um, on top of, like, different prereqs for each school. Um, so that's another reason that it took me, like, forever to, like, get these extra prereqs and stuff, because I want to make sure um, that I fulfilled them all for all 10 schools that I applied to. Um, so looking back, I was like fortunate that I did put together a good enough application to get into um, eight out of those 10 schools. Mm -hmm. And so that was really awesome. I had so many options. Um, and that kind of just shows if you do the right things, you can basically get into um, your goal school or the schools that you're really interested in. So looking back, I probably wouldn't have applied to all 10 of those, 
um, because some of them, you know, they're, I applied to a few like in like South Dakota and like <laughs> that'd be ideal for me living in Chicago. Like I'm such a homebody. I, I want to be near my family. Um, I would have done it if I had to. Um, but I think it's really smart as an applicant to choose like your three or four top choices of schools. Focus on what are they looking for? You know, speak to the admissions people there um, so that they get to know you and say, hey, what are you looking for? What can I do to strengthen my application? Um, and so if you focus on, you know, those top schools that are really important to you and that you think would be a really good fit, I think that's definitely um, the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Um, like our goal as in the pre-PT grind is to help PTs, to, uh, pre-PTs get into PT school without wasting time or money. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're applying to like 10, 20 different programs. Um, yeah, it's expensive, man. It's, like, it's a lot of time, yeah. You're, you're a poor student. You don't have a lot of money. So if you're paying like you know, 100 to $500 per application, that's a lot mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money that goes down the drain and a lot of time that's wasted on that. Uh, so like our, like our, our theory is the same way, like quality over quantity. So like we always say pick your top five, um, but even like, like I'm applying to three schools this cycle um, right. because those are the three schools that I could see myself at. I think it's a good fit for me and like my application fits well with those schools. So find a school that like is looking for student, like, like you kind of like you're a good fit for the school and the school is a good fit for you. Um, and so like, where did you end up going to school then? And why did you choose um, the school that you went to? Yeah, so first before we talk about that, I kind of want to talk about like what I did during my undergrad times and then in that gap year that made me a valuable applicant, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think like being a student athlete, a lot of athletes love physical therapy, right? It's like a good transition. If a lot of people have had athletic injury, they see the physical therapy world and then they want to pursue that as a career. That's my story, right? And um, I think that's pretty consistent among a lot of, a good handful of um, PT students and physical therapists that that is their background, that they had an athletic injury, right? Um, But a lot of people think like as a student athlete, you have your sport, you have your undergraduate studies, and it's hard to get you know, everything that you need for that application, right? So they're like, you know, I'm going to have to cut down on my training hours. I'm going to have to like, you know, cut something out of my schedule. But I don't think that's like necessarily true. I think, um, you know, if you really schedule your time out and you dedicate certain hours of the day to certain things, um, it's definitely doable. So, you know, I was a full-time student athlete and a full-time student. Um, so I had my full caseload of classes and, um, two hour practices every day. But, um, you know, I found time in my schedule because I really wanted it. I, uh, I ended up volunteering at a hospital in, in the mother baby unit. So it wasn't physical therapy, um, but it, it was in the healthcare setting um, and working and interacting with patients, um, both mothers, babies, families, um, and just seeing you know, like how to interact with them and you, you get that experience of like what a hospital environment is like. Um, so I did that. Um, you know, I also, uh, what else? I, I worked as a tech in that gap year. Um, and then I also ended up working as a CNA, a uh, certified nursing assistant. Wow. Um, so when I was under, in undergrad, because I was pursuing nursing, but I think this is a good option that 
pre-PTs can really um, take advantage of. I took one of my summers and I took a like four week course at my local community college to become a CNA, right? And so a CNA is basically a nursing assistant where you can work in a hospital and you're doing patient care directly, right? It's not the fun patient care. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's lifting and transferring patients, bringing them from room to room and, you know, cleaning them up when they have an accident, those sorts of things. Um, but I think it's like a little piece of gold that um, A, can turn into a job for you in a hospital environment where you get that patient care um, experience. Um, so you make a little bit of money while getting that experience. Um, so that was invaluable for me. Uh, just taking that CNA course and then working as a CNA. I only worked for one summer um, during my undergrad years and I was still training for basketball season and um, taking one other summer course. So I was busy. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Um, but I think that's a good route um, if you're interested in the healthcare field. Um, if you're not able to get even applying to those tech jobs that are like short term for the summer, it's hard sometimes to get those tech jobs, you know, only for three or four months, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the CNA positions, you know, they'll take you for that, um, for that amount of time. So I ended up working both at a hospital in the Chicago area um, over the summer. And then I also worked when I was still in school um, in home health just for one specific client where I woke up in the morning and got her out of bed. She was like a super cute old 90 year old lady who had had a stroke, right? So she had had stroke. She, so she had impairments um, and difficulties with things around the house. Um, and so I would wake up at seven in the morning, get her out of bed. It would be a half an hour just to get her ready for her day. She was okay during the day. And then I would come back at night at the end of the day around 10 p.m. and put her in bed. Um, and so I got to experience like the routine of getting someone up, getting them ready for their day, those functional things. But she also, because she had a, a stroke at one point, she had her physical therapy exercises that I had to help implement. I helped her do it every day. So it's another portion of physical therapy that was worked into, um, you know, my experience. So I got to see that hospital environment. I got to see home health environment. And then I also got to see um, that outpatient orthopedic environment once I got that tech job in my gap. Um, so I think it's really important to get experience in all different aspects of healthcare, even if it's not specifically physical therapy, right? Mm -hmm. um, just to figure out and see the different settings that you can work in. Yep, I think you had a good point also of like what we call double chunking your time. Um, so with that, it's like you know I'm working as a CNA, so I'm I'm getting valuable healthcare experience, patient care. Um, I'm getting my reps in on how to interact with patients, but I'm also making money. Uh, or even as a tech, you know, like I'm gaining experience in the physical therapy field, but I'm also making money. So you're yeah. double checking your time. I think a lot of pre-PTs, like they work a part-time job at McDonald's or whatever, or nothing wrong with that. Uh, but then they go run off and shadow a PT and like, there's like, you can compress that time and combine it into a job that pays pretty decently well. I mean, it's not like, you know, crazy money, but it's, it's money that you can definitely stash away for, you know, regular expenses or loans. Um, and then you're also getting that valuable healthcare experience, which is like really valuable. So yeah. yeah. For sure, um, totally on board with that. Anytime you can, you know, hit that moneymaker job with experience and combine those, like that's, you know, the ideal situation, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but to answer your actual question that you had asked me initially, um, <laughs> I end up going to Rosalind Franklin University of Medicine and Science, which is in North Chicago, um, kind of like Waukegan area, which is pretty close to about like 20 minutes from the Wisconsin border. So um, a little bit outside of the city of Chicago. Um, but I ended up there. Uh, I interviewed at four different schools. Uh, and I felt the most comfortable there. Uh, and so that quickly became my first choice. Um, and I think it's just important when you do start the interview process um, to spend time there, not just in the interview, but like when you're out of the interview. Um, if there's people around just asking questions about the environments and if there's other students around that are current PT students, like go talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that in my interviews and Rosalind Franklin was like by far where I was the most, I felt the most welcomed and I felt um, the most comfortable and I could see myself really going there and I felt like I would be taken care of. Um, so that's where I ended up. Mm -hmm. And I can speak for it. Like it's it's a great school. Roslyn is a great school. Yeah. Um, I got some friends there right now, um, and I went there for a visit as well, and I'll be applying there as well. And there, it's a solid school. Um, like you said, it's, it's all about personal preference, though. Like, where do you feel more comfortable? Right. Uh, like, personally for me, my top choice is Northern, which is where, Northern Illinois, NIU, which is where I go right now, just because, like, I go there for undergrad. I'm yeah, you're comfortable with it. there already, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it just depends on, like, your connections and, you know, um, like what your past and like your future and like everything, you know, it's like little things like, you know, I, I don't feel as comfortable here or, you know, the facilities aren't as nice. Like that could play a factor too. Yeah. <laughs> it's three years of your life. It is. So, yeah. Um, so like you want it to be a happy, solid, you know, positive experience. Um, and it's also PT school where you're going to learn um, a lot of important concepts that you know, you're going to have to apply in your career. Um, yeah. So what was it like at Roslyn for you, like life as an SPT and like um, give us a glimpse into the SPT life? <laughs> yeah, so I can't say enough about how great of a school Roslyn Franklin was. Um, just between like the curriculum, the quality of teaching and academics, um, and then just the people that are there are absolutely fantastic. Um, so they're so supportive of you and your goals um, throughout physical therapy school. Um, but also afterwards. So I'm a full year um, out of school. I graduated last June, June 1st, 2018. Um, so I'm like a year and one month out. Um, but I still have those connections with some of my professors. And honestly, they would do anything to help me um, if I was struggling, A, or B. Um, they still want to know what my career goals are and they want, they want to know how they can help me get there. Um, and so that's just awesome to have the support of your faculty and just to know that even after you graduate, um, they still care. Uh, so that's like super huge just to have like a supportive system. Um, but other than that, um, my time during physical therapy school, you know, it's a challenge. Physical therapy school is hard. Um, you know, it's true that, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to get in, but once you're there, you have to put in the time um, the, the studying and the effort, um, but it's also so fun along the way, uh, just because, you know, at that point, physical therapy is your passion, and it's something that you're excited to be learning, right? 
So sometimes in undergrad, you're taking courses, you know, those prereqs that are basic sciences, you know, things to fulfill requirements, and you're not specifically passionate about that. So it's hard. Um, but it's so much easier to put in the time and effort in those late nights of studying when it's something that you're excited to learn. Um, so that's something to really look forward to once you do get into the semester. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, kind of follow, to follow up on that, like a quick, quick question, more or less, and you can, it, it can go both ways, mm -hmm. um, but does it matter where you go to PT school, in your opinion? Yeah, so that's another thing. Like when I was applying, like, I was like, yeah, I want to go to like the highest caliber PT school that I can, right? Um, but a lot of those PT schools are like super, super expensive. Um, and even looking back, like Rosalind Franklin is a really great school. Um, it's probably in the mid range of tuition costs. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I think wherever you end up, you will have a great PT school experience. Um, just because A, there's standards that um, each PT school has to meet like academic wise. Um, so you're going to get a good education. Um, each school is, you know, certified and accredited for a reason. Um, and uh, yeah, wherever you end up, you'll get a good education. Um, and it's kind of like PT school is what you make of it. One of my favorite sayings is, you know, you get out what you put in, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of fly by PT school and just take the classes and um, be average, but it doesn't matter like which school you're at. If you put in more effort to be extraordinary, you will end up um, being one of those PTs who really influence their patients, provide great patient care, and then also like influence the PT world. Um, so really it's like if you're willing to invest in yourself and your education, no matter where you end up, what school you're at, um, and do things beyond your basic curriculum and make those connections, um, you'll end up in a place that you'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and even to put a twist on it, on what you just said earlier, you get what you put in as an applicant as well. So PT school applications, PT cast, and applying to PT school is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. Like if you go through the motions and just write your regular old essay or ask your letters of rec from just like four kind of random professors that you did semi-well in their classes in, right. um, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get into PT school. So it is what you make of it. Like as hard as it is or as annoying as applying can be or even as like hard as PT school can be, like it's what you put into it that matters and like your intention and your purpose. It comes back to that at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah and like one thing that always pushed me in PT school, I had like a core group of really good friends that I lived with that were in my class um, in PT school. And one thing that we always said to each other was, be great, you know? And it was kind of like a little bit of a joke that we'd always say like, hey, Katie, be great. But it like really actually had meaning, you know? We were telling each other like, hey, don't just be average. Don't just study for your exams and pass. Like, don't let that be enough. Like, do more, discover your passions in the field and go for it, right? Um, so just that saying of like, be great gave like, it was just like encouragement for each other. Um, yeah, awesome. just something to share. <laughs> <laughs> and like a testament to, to you, like you are great. Like you're, you're doing great right now in the field. So all that hard work is paid off um, and you're only a year out of school and you're doing big things already. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about it and I'm excited to uh, see where my career 
takes me because there's just so many opportunities out there. Um, yeah. And it's just so exciting. So. Cool. A couple more questions before we wrap up here. Um, looking back on your PT journey, like if you were to go to the younger version of yourself, the, the younger Katie that was playing ball at Dominican, first yeah. um, where you're at right now, what would you tell the younger version of yourself um, right now? Yeah, so um, I think the number one thing I would say is it doesn't matter what other people think. Uh, a lot of times we set goals for ourselves and we kind of put them on the back burner um, and we don't really pursue them just because we're afraid of what other people would think if we strive towards that goal. Mm. Uh, so especially for students who might have a low GPA um, or might have one reason or another that, um, you know, the world or outside people would say, oh, you're not a great applicant for physical therapy um, school, you know, take a different route. Um, a lot of doors have been closed. Um, a lot of people have told me you know, after I dropped that nursing career and I said, hey, I want to start all over and do physical therapy, um, a lot of people told me, like, Katie, no, that's not, like, a good route. Like, you have a lot going for you. Like, why would you do that? Um, so I think it's okay to know what your end goal is and um, just don't take to heart um, when people tell you no and when people um, are not supportive of your goals. Um, for your career and for like anything really in your life. Um, so really find the people who are supportive of you um, and put yourself in an environment that will help you succeed. Um, so yeah, I think just like, make sure you don't dwell on the opinions of others. Um, do what you think is right for you and what you think God is calling you to do mm -hmm. uh, with your career, with your life. Um, Wow, and that's that's so true, um, especially with people that are taking that gap year or mm -hmm. taking more time to retake classes to get into PT school. A lot of times, like their family or even their loved ones question, like, you know, is it even worth it? What are you doing with your life right now? You know, like, sure. typical like Thanksgiving, Christmas gatherings. Like, hey, what are you doing with your life? I'm retaking classes. Oh, well, maybe you should try something else, right? Um, yeah, exactly. but if you wanted that much, like, like you said, like it doesn't matter, you know, do, do what you need to do to get where you need to go, um, and to fulfill your purpose and calling in life. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, second to last question, if you had your own PT school, what would your first choice applicant be like? Yeah. So my first choice applicant, um, probably just somebody who is super well-rounded, um, I don't think GPA tells it all, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's important to have, you know, a, a personality where you can reach people, um, communicate with them effectively, um, and just have like a normal conversation, right? That's how I feel like your interview should go and show your personality. Um, and it should just feel like a natural conversation, right? Um, even though you will be nervous for those types of interviews and things, um, but it, I think just being well-rounded, having the ability to show your personality, um, having the willingness to hustle um, and the drive to do more. Um, and someone who really demonstrates that 
with their actions. Um, so the people that you look at their resume and say, wow, like this person has hustled, like they want it. Um, and I think that's the key to being a successful applicant as well as a successful PT student um, is having the hustle and the heart um, to succeed um, and not take no as an answer. But basically, you know, have those interpersonal skills. Don't be a robot. Um, and just be really centered on and really get to know what your end goal is. You know, nothing is worse than someone who's indecisive and doesn't have their goals written down, right? Um, so you should, you should know, like, what is, like, my end goal of, I want to get into this PT school, and then, like, you don't need to know specifically what specialty you want to do, but you have to have an idea of where you want to be. Because um, I feel like, when you are interviewing, um, a lot of times people just aren't centered on, you know, A, who they are. It's hard to show that if you're kind of all over the place. So be centered on who you are, demonstrate your personality, and just show that you're well-rounded and that you're willing um, to put in the work. Love it. Um, speaking of goals and hustle, like what are some of your goals and what, what do you have going on right now? Um, as a physical therapist, one year yeah. out of PT school. Yeah, I'm one year out of PT school. Um, I'm super excited um, about where I'm at. I, uh, I just partnered with my good friend, Kelly Josephson, um, who is a physical therapist in New York, um, who owns her own clinic. Um, but she also played basketball in college, loves the game, and we both have similar goals regarding working with girls and women's basketball players. We both love injury prevention. So I just partnered with her. Um, I have a brand, an online brand called Give and Go Physio. Um, and so I just brought her onto the brand and um, we're about to build that and expand. Um, so we have our like Facebook page and um, Instagram page and we actually just uh, recorded our first podcast episode yesterday, last night, super late that we're really excited about. So yeah, look out for that. But basically our goal with Give and Go Physio is providing a platform to educate uh, women's basketball coaches and players on the importance of proper training um, so that they can avoid injury. We can reduce the rates of ACL tears um, that we see in female athletes and so that they can um, get the most out of their athletic career and stay healthy. Um, so our goal is just to provide value um, online. And you know, if I can reach one person in the clinic where I work now and help prevent an ACL tear in the future, that's worth it. But if I can reach a whole team um, through a coach, you know, implement good training methods and educate that coach, um, that's even more worth it. But being online and being to reach people everywhere, coaches everywhere, players everywhere, um, I feel like we can really have a big impact on the girls' basketball world and have an impact on reducing those injury rates. Uh, because I feel like there's a gap there. Uh, there's a lot of resources for men's basketball players and you know the basketball world in general, um, but not necessarily for the female athlete, uh, which is a lot different than when you compare to males. Um, that's why you see those injury rates that are so high. So 
so me and Kelly are working on that, coming out with a lot of content um, with that, and we're just hoping to reach and help as many people as we can through Giving Go Physio. Awesome. Yeah, so go, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, go follow at Give and Go. It's a give, and then uh, the word and, or is it the ampersand? The word and, yeah. Word so and. it's give underscore and underscore go underscore physio. Yeah. So go give them a follow, especially if you love hoops, um, yeah. or if you're a hooper, or you love uh, playing pickleball, or uh, even if you're a college athlete, any content on there uh, yeah. to help you out. And finally, like, where can people find you locally in Chicago? And then I know you mentioned um, giving Go Physio already, but online um, through social media as well. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at KatieBudsPT. Um, and then Instagram at Give and Go Physio, and then a Give and Go Physio Facebook page. So please, please, please reach out to me there. If you have any questions about applying to PT school, you know, working in um, the sports physical therapy world, strength and conditioning realm, anything about injury prevention, uh, any questions about basketball, I love to talk basketball. Um, and just so anything, just reach out to me with a question. I would love to talk to you. And uh, if I don't know an answer for you, I'll help guide you and find the answer for you or find the person that could get you the answer. Um, yeah, so that's Getting Go Physio. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be moving down to the south suburbs uh, pretty soon. So I will be in Orland Park. So if there's anyone in the Chicagoland area in the south suburbs, um, I would love to talk to you and meet up with you guys there. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago Pete for the win. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Chicago. It's awesome. Fun. Well, thanks so much for taking the time out today, Katie. Uh, wishing you the best in the future, and thanks for all the fire you dropped and all the advice you gave for our pre-PTs. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.